This is a WKYT podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Why Are You Laughing Already? Because Sorry, that's not the name of the podcast. It's Conversations <laughs> with Victor and Andrea. That would be a great podcast name. Why Are You Laughing Already? Why Are You Laughing Already? Because we do tend to start it with a lot of us just laughing at each other that's for something true. that doesn't even make sense. Well, yes. How you doing, Andrea? I'm decent. Yeah. <laughs> Hurried. Yeah. That's I I've... have nine toes right now. Oh. I think... Well, some people, if you if you follow me on Facebook, which I'm assuming you do, if you listen to this podcast, you got to be like an <laughs> Uber fan of ours. <laughs> or just uh, you downloaded the wrong thing and then you're wondering or you what did you did. you did it by accident. And welcome. Great to have you. But uh, yeah, I ripped half my toenail off. And not the top half, the left half, which is worse, I think. You split it down the middle. Right down the middle. Yeah, I saw Blood the, everywhere. I saw your post of producer Shelby. Helping you. Yes. Mm, I love Shelby. Even though you were dying. I know. I'm glad you survived. I am too. It was touch and go for a minute. But I I really felt bad because there was blood all over the women's bathroom. And I feel (laughs) like that's not what you want to see when you walk in. But it was my toe, obviously. I probably shouldn't have said that part. You're fine. So, Yeah, I was just thinking about all the yeah, just random violence in the newsroom and why people are thinking like, oh, somebody's somebody's bleeding out. Um, I'm <laughs> glad we didn't have any guests. So um, this week, uh, Sunday, I came in early to anchor with Lauren on her last Dang show. Dang it! I knew you were going to do this. You, that was going to be my favorite thing this you week. You missed out. No, 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 no. My favorite thing was going to be that you came in to do Lauren's last show oh. with her. Now I got nothing. Well, you can still talk about that. But uh, yeah, it was really fun. It had been obviously... A few weeks for me since I had had to get up that early on a Sunday. And when my alarm went off, I thought, oh, this is a mistake. <laughs> Why did I do this? Why did I say yes? That's two weeks in a row that you've, you've had to get up early on certain days, like because yes. you had to get up early for Steve Hartman. Mm-hmm. You got up early for Lauren. You're just you're such a giver. I was happy to do it, though. It, was, it felt really good to come back in and, and mm-hmm. hang out with her again on you her last day. You three have great chemistry, you and Adam and Lauren. We did. We got along really well. We all had our um, our own roles. It made me very jealous. Um Adam was really good at uh, putting up with us because Lauren FOMO. and I were a bit ridiculous. Every time you guys were on the air together, I had FOMO. I think felt I think like I was missing it. out. Yeah, it was, it was it was a family, but you know we've all progressed. We've all uh, Adam's going to evening shows at That's some right. point. Yeah, um, we've got a lot of departures. Yeah, yeah, a lot a lot of stuff going on. Lauren, for those of you who don't know, she went to Fox 19 in Cincinnati, still part of the Gray family, mm-hmm. but uh, she's only about a 20 minute drive from her house now instead of. An hour and fifteen. Poor thing. So yeah, I mean, it's just such a good move for her family, and I'm, I'm happy for her. But I'm sad that you know I'm not going to be sitting across from her because she was one of my good friends here at the station. Shame. Uh, and then Caitlin Sintner yesterday, uh, you know, I guess if you're listening to this on Wednesday, assuming I get it done in time. Uh, <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, Caitlin Sintner's last day was yesterday. I didn't even know that until this morning because Miranda was asking, "When's Caitlin's last name?" So when. Said <laughs> last yesterday. night, and I she had to be like, live at Anderson what? County. She was she had a long night. Of course, but that's the kind of person she is. She came in. She Aww. she worked her last day. She, you know, did just continue to do good work. Caitlin's sweetheart. She's Amber, a better person. Sad than me. to see her go too. My last day working at Ramsey's. I had already put in my two weeks, mm-hmm. but uh, it was Mother's Day, and I overslept by two <laughs> hours for my shift. And anyone who works Ramsey's, in the restaurant oh my goodness, industry, Mother's Day, yeah. Mother's Day is the biggest day at restaurants. And, you know, I woke up and I was just like, oh, my gosh, what have I done? And I'm sure they thought I was just being a jerk because I'd already put in my two weeks. But it truly was an accident. So mom was like, 
you need to just go anyway. At least show them, you know, show up. Uh, so I got ready and went over there and I literally walk in the door and the manager looks at me with hatred in like, his eyes and he goes, here? get out. <laughs> Just go. Just I said, go. okay. Bye. Bye. Sorry. But um, I mean, I, it really was an accident. Well, Caitlin's a much better employee than you. Yes, and she, she is. And she <laughs> worked out her shift. We, we have had reporters in the past who, on their last day, just decided, eh. I got an extra day off. Yeah. So uh, I'm sick. We're sad to see both of them go, but, you know, we'll have some And Chris people. Johnson. That's why Chris Adam Johnson, is yes. leaving or moving. He's not leaving. Adam is staying. Chris Johnson is leaving. And Adam's shifting over to the evenings mm-hmm. on the weekend. And then we have a new meteorologist, a female. Oh. Mixing it up a little bit. Wow. I'm sure Jim's going to be happy about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to take that. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, so it's uh, always good to get some, some new blood into the, the newsroom, yeah. unlike us old fogies. Uh, speaking of experience. Were we? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> today we, today's podcast is with Ray Brown, your photographer. Downtown Ray Brown. <laughs> Downtown Ray Brown. <laughs> you were telling me, I didn't know this, he, other than Barb, he, he's the most senior mm-hmm. person at the station? That's right. Wow. I, I know it's. It's a close one between a few people. Kenny, who you've heard from mm-hmm. already, and uh, Dick Gabriel. You've also heard from him. Barbara is our white whale that we have yet to to get for the podcast. Days. But one we're working days. on it. I promise it's going to happen. But uh, And I'm trying to think. You know, Bill wasn't far behind there either. So we've had a lot of people who have been here a long time. And it's always fun to hear their stories. Yeah. And, and Ray has some good stories about, you know, just his time here and how things have changed and how he ended up in the business. So. Um, here's your chance to hear from one of WKYT's senior photogs. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here <laughs> with one of the extraordinary photographers, Channel 27, Mr. Ray Brown. Is it Raymond? It is Ray. Oh. Ray Brown. That's what about it. a middle name? No middle name. Seriously? My parents were not very creative. <laughs> <laughs> but you oh, are, and that's what's important. Oh, well, thank you very much. I try to be. Yeah. So you're actually one of the most senior members of our staff, and I think people don't think about that very much. What a respectful way to put it, too. Yes, I'm, I'm old. That is not what I... <laughs> yes. Why are you going to do that? I used to draw Sorry. pictures with a stone and chisel. That's how we show oh, them. Oh, my gosh. Ray remembers me from my young formative days when I was just a... Young pup. A, a young pup. And he's your photographer quite often, right? Quite often. He is stuck with me, and I know he... What do you what do you usually say? Does anyone have a pencil? Does anyone have a pencil? No, I'm not sure. You said because I want to stab my eyes out. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if ever I got to work with Andrea, I'll say just poke me in the eye with a sharp pencil. Why don't you? Because I, you know, I'd rather take that. But uh, no, it's just a joke. It's 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 fun to work with Andrea. It's Sometimes. fun to work with everybody here. Everyone's pretty pretty good to work with. We got a good crew and. Everything works out really well. So you are, uh, are you still overnights? Is that? I am, uh, yeah, I come in at 4 in the morning okay. and off at 12.30, and, uh, which kind of uh, um, uh, nullifies or uh, reduces my ability to be creative. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're kind of the run and gun uh, shooter. It's, you know, yeah, all the overnight yeah. stuff. And if then... there's a car crash or a fire or a gas station gets robbed, Ray Brown. We'll I'm on it. <laughs> but uh, I, I do occasionally get to do some creative stories, and then you don't have enough time to to edit it or craft it the way you would like to because it's going to air 
in about an hour. So you got to get on with it or 30 minutes or 10 minutes or five <laughs> minutes. It might be on the air. So, That's so true. you know, I, I tell everyone, I'm just like, if I, if I, if I have five minutes to edit a package, well then it's going to be a five minute edited package. <laughs> it's going to look gonna, the way it looks. It's going to make its time slot, but it, you know, it'll be done. It'll That's be about it. what it'll be. Yeah. So, but like we said, you've been doing this for a while. Has that changed or has it that been consistent? Well, I, a tremendous amount of things have changed over the years. Uh, when I first started doing this, uh, I had a camera that weighed almost 40 pounds. Mm. And then you had a separate recorder that was tied together with a, a cable. And so you're carrying the recorder on one shoulder, the camera on the other. You had to carry extra batteries for the camera. You had to carry extra batteries for the recorder. The light you used on top of the camera also had a battery kind of looked like Batman's utility belt. <laughs> and so you, you had, you were carrying almost, oh. An extra person. Almost 60 more, sixty pounds of gear on oh. your body, just handheld. And tripod probably weighed about 25 pounds too. So they were the so, big metal ones. So yeah, I mean, it was, it was a lot of stuff. You were carrying Kristen Kennedy. Plus, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I never thought about it that, that way, but I could probably carry her, yeah. Uh, and you had to have lights because the t technology then were cathode ray tubes. And the way it worked is that they had to be exposed to a lot of light in order to form an image. So you always had to have lights. Well, today, you know, all the equipment is much, much lighter, more efficient, very quick. I mean, you know, if you've got five minutes to do a package, you can really probably turn out a, a decent looking package in five minutes if that's all you've got. If you're ready to go on the editor. Slamming mm -hmm. shot, slamming shot, slamming yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah. But back then, we're doing tape to tape, and it, it just takes time physically for the edit to go in and for it to stop, and then you got to queue up and get the to next thing to go. tape to tape when I first yeah. started. Ooh. And if I didn't have, you know, 45 minutes to put that thing together, I was, I was like, oh, I'm real rushed. Yeah. That's crazy. And now, I, yeah, whenever so I So even though technology has made things easier, you know, there were less newscasts back in the day, but you needed that's more right. time to do it. That's right. Well, you know, we... That's a good point because we had more time to edit, even mm -hmm. though it took longer to get it done. Right. A package might run two minutes on a regular basis or two and a half. You know, it's, it, that wasn't uncommon. So we, we, we really got more into the nuts and bolts of a story as opposed to just trying to get it done and get it on. Right. So you would go out with a reporter. Uh, you guys would probably talk in the car on the way to the story and try to figure out what you were going to do, how you're going to go about it. Uh, you would do the interview and you do the B-roll and you come back and you sit down. Uh, the reporter would write a script and then I would uh, go in and edit according to the script and according to what I felt like I needed mm -hmm. to do to tell the story. And, um, you know, I may have two, three hours to edit the story. Right. And uh, they were much better <laughs> right. then. And, but even today, every once in a while, I will have time to sit down and edit a story and, and make it fun and, and something in, fun to watch yeah. for, the, for, for the viewers to watch. So. And you're good at it. I always enjoy oh, it when you, you do, you know, like when you do when have you time, time to sit there and work yeah. on something, like you always have interesting shots and you'll put in those nap pops. Like mm. I can tell you like to be creative. So yeah. how important do you think video and sound is to a story? Because I mean, radio was huge for a long time, but you miss that visual element. What do you look for when you're shooting a story? Well, I, I tell you that audio is probably the most important element of a story mm -hmm. because what I what I tell people is that if you want the perfect story if you want the best story you can produce one if you close your eyes and just listen to the story you should be able to tell what the story is mm -hmm. 
Two, if you close your eyes, I mean, if you close your eyes, if you open your eyes <laughs> and look at just the video and don't listen to it, you should still be able to tell what the story is without the audio. So they all need to be strong so enough to stand So if you put those alone. two together, that's the best you can get. Right. So we try to do that frequently. We don't have time to do that mm -hmm. uh, these days because, like you said, I think when I first started this, when I first got in the news, I worked at Channel 27 for eight years in the production department. How did you start in the business? I guess was the production job your first? Production was first, and then I worked in production for eight years, and then I moved over to news. In production, it, it, I learned a lot of um, – I was on my own a lot. I, I, first of all, like I said, you needed lights to shoot everything. Even in studio, you needed really hot, bright lights. And um, – uh, we would shoot commercials in the studio. We would, I've, I've lit up a bunch, as many as six cars in the new, what's our new studio now. That I, we had six cars in there. I lit them all up and I lit the talent because they're walking from one car to the next. And, um, and then you go out in the field. So I started off in the studio pushing the cameras around. And then I got cross-trained on audio. And then I was switching master control, which we ran film and slides. So mm. you put in a, 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 an audio cart and you'd play it, and you'd go, change the slides. You know, you'd be reading the script as you're listening, and you'd change the slides. And didn't you have to pull the script at one point for the teleprompter? Oh, now like the teleprompter, you had to lay out paper pages on the mm -hmm. teleprompter, like on a conveyor belt, and you would you Scroll. would work the prompter like that. And then every once in a while, the paper would hit like some little snag, and then the papers would start piling up on top of each other. And then, you know, it's a mess. And you're trying to, you're frantically trying to get it all straightened out mm -hmm. so so the anchors like can Lucille keep reading. Ball. Meanwhile. Oh, yeah, just like Lucille Ball in the candy factory. Yeah, it was hilarious. I'm sure if looks could kill, you would have been dead from those but, anchors. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. But, you know, you couldn't help it. And I think they, they, oh, I they, think they understood it. it. And then I, I started doing, uh, I got into creative services, which was really interesting because now we have a whole staff of five people, I think, or six in, in creative services, when before it was just me. <laughs> so I would go out and I would uh, take all of my gear, all the lights and camera and everything I needed, microphones, and I'd go to a place and I wouldn't have a script. They say, just go out there and you shoot. know what you're doing. Yeah, just shoot something. Okay, just, for those just... who don't know creative services, is like if, if somebody buys an, adver an, ad, an ad from us, We'll go out sometimes and shoot it, depending on the deal. And so you were responsible for this I, all by yourself. I did, and promotion. I shot, I shot our promos and edited our promos. And uh, but you'd go out and say, just, just shoot a, a commercial. And I'd go out and I'd, I'd shoot the commercial and I'd try to come up with something on the spot, which really wasn't bad training because you had to think off the top of your mm -hmm. head. And even so, now in news, it, it, you know, it's like boom, 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 boom. I'm like, I'm like ten sides ahead when I'm shooting something. So I know I got to get this and this and this and this and this, and I'm good. Now I can, once I get those shots, now I can expand and start shooting other things that, right. that I want to get. I bet there were some interesting commercials that you shot. Because, I mean, the people that are pitching these commercials, you know, they bought them, so obviously they have final say, but they don't always know what we're capable of or what's going to look good. So did you ever get somewhere and just like, are you sure this is what you want? Well, it's <laughs> funny, yes. <laughs> I would go in and I would shoot up a business uh, with a camera and uh, I would shoot everything. I'd try to shoot all kinds of things that I think that they would want in their commercial. And I'd say, is there anything else I can do for you? And they'd go, well, I'd like to have my family in it. And then I'm thinking I'm done. Mm -hmm. And then in my mind, you I'm going, over. oh, 
<laughs> right. <laughs> got to get the whole family. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now I got to get the family in it somehow. Mm-hmm. And so I came up with this alter ego called Cambo, so as like opposed Rambo? to Rambo. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So Cambo goes in there and shoots up the place and gets out of there. There you <laughs> go. All right, I'm done. Yeah, I'm Peace done. Out. You know, yeah. So, so that's where Cambo. I will came not from. be back. <laughs> so, so then I got into news and um, I, there was the thing like I told you earlier about the sound. Well, when you're in production, you create the sound that you want if you get some sound that you like that's great but if you don't you can just make it put it in because you know, yeah, it's okay it's just production yeah. you, you make it what you want but in news we want to capture what's actually happening mm-hmm. so what i was doing is i was shooting great shots but i was cutting off the sound like i'd be shooting something and in the middle i'd go okay i got that shot boom and stop right in the middle of some really cool natural sound going on ambient sound and so apparently if people were like talking behind my back <laughs> And I, I, I'm thinking, well, look, just tell me, yeah. just talk to me and tell me right. what you want. Well, finally, I, I got it. I understood. And I, and then, so, you know, then I, I started focusing on sound almost more than the, uh, than the video. So it is yeah, powerful because, you know, especially in mornings, like we have consultants that come in and they often tell us, you know, people are getting ready while they're, people aren't watching people are in yeah, the other room. Yeah. Air quotes, watching your show. Most of the time they're just listening. So it's good that you think that way. Yeah. And then you hear something interesting and it'll draw you in sometimes. Exactly. Something That's the goal is watch. to make make the sound so good that they want right. to look. Yeah. That's right. Um, so I try to start off with uh, at least a, a a sound bite or a piece of sound that's going to at least grab your attention. Mm-hmm. And then go on from there. Yeah. So for people, I guess there are probably people outside the industry who are listening to this that maybe don't know what like a nat pop is. So natural sound is, you know, if you're doing a story on a restaurant and someone's grilling something, like you'll get down there and get that sizzle. Yeah. That's the sound we're talking about. And it kind of just sets the scene, sets the mood. That was my sizzle noise. It was really good. It was really good. Yeah, it's a good sizzler. Very, very good sizzler. Uh, and that's not by accident. Right. I mean, you know, it's, it's like we, we're, we're hearing these sounds, and the sound is kind of leading me to where I want to shoot mm-hmm. and the sounds I want to get. Um, sometimes, you know, the gnat sound is quiet sound. Right. There's no sound. And that can draw you in as much. That's right, because, you know, I remember we were doing a, um, a series on emergency uh, uh, first responders, and... Um, we went from an ambulance with all that noise into the boop, boop, boop. Mm. It was in the uh, NICU, uh, the neonatal ICU. Right. It's very quiet in there. So, so you know, and that one of the editors said, there's no net sound. I said, that's the point. That, that is the sound. <laughs> that is the net that's sound. That's all there is yes, there, yeah. Yes, yes, And that's exactly what I want you to hear is that, mm-hmm. you know, it goes from this this crazy uh, emergency, you know, to, to – okay, now we got them here, right. we're taking care of them. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think it's also important to point out, you know, in news, we have to be honest. Like, we need people to trust mm-hmm. us, so we can't create these things. No. So if that's what it is, that's what it is, and right. that's what we should do. You know, commercials, you can add stuff in and make it as that's right. fun as you want. But, yeah, I mean, sometimes, like, you got to be true to the story and true to what's happening, and that's important. So do you still um, go on any of the trips? I know, uh, you know, Right now, we're in the middle of March Madness. People are flying all over the, the country. Um, I don't go on the trips. I don't know why I don't go on the trips. <laughs> <laughs> but I've gone on trips in the past. And I will say that 
I wouldn't mind going on a trip, but I've been on trips. So, and, and a lot of people don't realize that it is like dawn to dusk work. Yeah. Andrea, we... We're not uh, playing. Andrea and I talked about that, I guess it would be two episodes ago. <laughs> I learned it the hard way. And, and that was one of the part of it was Andrea's first NCAA trip was right. her learning just and how th- much work goes into it. Because I people th- people see the, the end product and sure. it's like, look at all the fun they're having. Right. And everyone's like, you look so happy. And, you know, you're so stressed to the max. And I think, you know, obviously we always work hard. So when people were like, it's a lot of work, like, it just didn't click for me. I'm like, I don't mind working a lot. Like, I don't mind working hard. But it's the pace. Honey, you got to crank right. it out. That's right. And uh, now think about that editing tape to tape. Oh, I See? can't imagine. One, one editor. Yeah, because if know? you mess up, it's hard to go back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you may have to go, you may have to go back to the beginning mm-hmm. almost to, to, get it, to get it right. But um, there was one thing that um, I'll tell you all about that a lot of people don't know that I did is that for like two years in a row, I shot all the coaches' shows like mm-hmm. I did I was, when I was in production. We were responsible for the coaches' shows. And uh, so I have been to every SEC venue, basketball and football, twice. How cool is that? Uh, yeah, that was fantastic. But you're talking about work. Mm. See, like I said, I had a 40-pound camera. I had a 20-pound recorder. I had extra batteries and tapes, and what happened is I would. Now this was kind of cool because we would fly with the team. Yeah. Now one of the funny stories I have is that uh, I worked with Kaywood Letford uh, on a regular basis as well. Radio legend. And yeah, and Kaywood would smoke like a freight train, so we'd you get don't on. Get that voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we uh, you know, I'd get on the plane and I'm thinking, all right, let me see. I'm going to get all the way in the back, and Kaywood's he'll set up front. Well, I get on a plane, get all the way in the back, and here comes Kaywood. <laughs> he, he goes all the way to the back and sits across the aisle from me, and there's smoke flying everywhere. And, you know, you got all the athletes <laughs> on there and everything. And, and next time I would say, okay, I'm going to sit up near the coaches. He probably won't smoke near the coaches. And sure enough, I'd get on, and here he goes. Why were you he running said, away from Kaywood so much? Because he smoked. smoked, smoked. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Kaywood, though. Yeah. Kaywood um, was a true professional. I mean, uh, you know, but the night before the game, we would go out and have dinner together, all of us media people, and Kaywood stayed in his room. I mean, mm-hmm. he was studying. Focused. He was studying all so the names, all, all the stats. I mean, he was ready to go. I mean, mm-hmm. he, the guy was he was really good. Plus, Kaywood and I worked on um, – uh, Kaywood would always produce a hour-long thoroughbred special each year that aired here on prime time around eight o'clock, and then we would do a special on the football, a half hour, and then a half hour on uh, basketball. So I did those too over the years. Uh, and um, but uh, Kaywood was a uh, uh, he he was uh, demanding. Right. Yeah. I mean he. He was a good guy. He was good to work for. You worked with him all like that. Yeah. Pretty cool. I guess there's yeah. a reason why he's like a legend. He, You have to work hard <laughs> to be a legend. Well, I don't feel like a legend, but thank you, Andrea. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, Ray. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's talk, you know, you've talked to me a little bit about, you know, growing up. You had kind of a tough upbringing. You had a lot of brothers and sisters, you know, times were tight sometimes. Yeah. 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 So kind of take us back. Wow. Well, um, let's see. I'll give you the 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 um oh uh, um pg version okay okay well we grew up in abject poverty Mm -hmm. and uh where was this this was in cincinnati ohio okay and uh it was on freeman avenue and it was in an area called the west end Mm -hmm. and um and it might be referred to as a red zone in uh, the news media the wrong genre. side of the tracks maybe. oh my gosh it was uh we were on the news every night down there for some reason 
And it was a, a primarily a black neighborhood. And uh, it was uh, me, my two brothers, my sister, and my pregnant mother. We were all living in a three-room apartment wow. on Freeman Avenue. And uh, it, it was rough. I mean, it was very, very difficult. And uh, I think the only thing that saved me was I had two childhood friends, uh, Ernest and Stanley, and we, they were black, but we hung out all the time. We were good friends, and they made my life bearable while I was living there. So I think that um, it's interesting that I got into this particular job because, I, because when, you're, when you're growing up in poverty, you have almost zero opportunities, right. at least back then. This was during the 60s. And... Um, but I will say that living in a city, there are a lot of things you can do for free, that there's parks, there's places to walk to, you could, you know, do things. Uh, so so there, was, there was things we could do. There was some mischief we got into. <laughs> but, um, but, but it was an interesting upbringing, to say the least. It, it, was, it, was, it was very bizarre. But, you know, you don't have many opportunities. So I think, so, so this job, you get to see... A, a, just a huge variety of, of slices of life in our country. You know, I've met uh, uh, former presidents. I've met uh, homeless people. I've met celebrities. I've met uh, basketball stars uh, or a, uh, athletic stars, uh, entertainers. I mean, oh, my gosh. And, and you go to so many different places, and you, and you see so many different things. I... Um, I was there uh, for the UK's first open heart surgery. Once wow. they started doing open heart surgery, um, uh, and, and you know I've met uh, uh, Ford, Clinton, uh, Bush forty one, and um, and I was with arm reach of uh, I never met him, but I was with arm's reach of uh, Al Gore and uh, Bush forty five forty. Which one is he? 43? 43? Yeah. His, we'll son. fix it and post yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. Everybody knows. That's 43. Yeah. But you know, yeah, Bush, Obama, and then uh, Walker. But, but you get, yeah, you get to meet s- such a huge variety of people and you get to see so many things and experience so many places. Well, just uh, the other day, I, you know, I, I saw and um, got within the arm reach of uh, Ivanka Trump. Oh. Yeah. And let me tell you, she is beautiful i mean yeah she's she's very very nice too she she come across very very approachable mm-hmm. and friendly she was she it was, was nice. funny we were watching the numbers so we had it in a live feed and the numbers would jump every time they showed ivanka and they'd go back down when they would come when the camera would pan away from her you know and i was just like well i, I get it All right, yeah. there we go Made i get it yeah. so another thing that you do that that allows you to see some interesting things is like you do a little work at rep arena so my mom and i for Christmas, I got my mom tickets to see bull riding at Rupp Arena, and I looked down and I saw Ray Brown right by the bulls. I mean, what was that like? You got stabbed. Well, what? <laughs> he got stabbed it's, it's, by it's a bull. It's called Gord. Yeah, Gord. Gord. Well, uh, yeah, I've got a part-time job down at Rupp where uh, whenever they need a camera operator, they'll they'll give me a call, and if I could make it, you know, I, I go down and, and uh, operate a camera for them and. Uh, so I was uh, I was at the shoots where the bulls where the riders are getting on the bulls, and uh, I was uh, getting ready. Uh, there was a rider getting on the bull, and I was walking up to get the shot of him getting on the bull mm-hmm. and the bull. And as I approached the shoot, the bull tried to get up out of the gate, and its horn Ugh. caught me on my elbow, and knocked me backwards against the back rail. And but I wasn't seriously injured, so I just walked right back up and just kept on with my job. 
And uh, everybody was going, are you all right? Are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. You earned that bull's respect. I, yeah, really. <laughs> you know, the bull was ready to gore me again. Right. But, but I, I, it's funny because I reached down. I felt I was wet on my elbow. Ooh, you uh, thought it was blood. And I thought, am I bleeding? And I, and I, and when I get a moment, I look down, and it's not blood. It's like bull saliva <laughs> all over my all over my arm. I guess that's I mean, better so, than blood. So, you yeah. know, that's pretty close. I, I right. can't get much closer than sitting on top of the bull. I thought Andrew's dog so, uh, had a lot of blood. She's pretty there, gross. I'll have to share that picture but, somewhere. Uh, but And then tomorrow I'm going to be doing the uh, operating camera during the uh, monster trucks. Cool. That'll fun. be fun. Which is, which is interesting. I yeah. will say that slow-mo video of the bulls, the snot and, like, yeah. spit that I see flying is the grossest part. Like, it's going in slow motion. It's ugh. I'll tell you what, I, I don't understand that sport. I don't that, either. That, that sport, that uh, well, I'm, what I mean, bull riding, uh, I mean, that, that is so dangerous. I know. And they all limp off. I'm just like, God. They do. Oh, yeah, they're all just You don't have to do this. Broken. But I think they, they think and, they uh, do, you know. They one enjoy guy it. got thrown up against the gate, and, oh, you know, and he awful. got up, and he didn't know it, but there was blood running out oh, the back of his head. Goodness. <laughs> and one of his friends said, hey, yeah, that you're wasn't bleeding. And he's like, what, really? And he reached back, and, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I am bleeding. Just so, another uh, concussion. Wow. Yeah. So what are your interests outside of work? I mean, obviously you use... Well, I know. It takes I up have, so much, I was going to say. I have lots of interests, although I don't pursue them very much right now. But <laughs> but I was in the ballroom dancing for a long time, and so mm-hmm. I, right. I love that. And I competed on an amateur level. And, you know, I didn't compete a lot, but it was just fun to get out there and, you know, and, and, and compete against other people. And and uh, I like competing. So, I mean, I... I I was a guy who played every sport. I could I could play all sports. I water ski. I've never snow skied. I tried ice skating. I wasn't very good at that. But but I could play almost any sport, any ball sport, uh, and uh, uh, various other things. And um, and let's see. Um, I was gonna say you're really good because like you'll just joke around, dance a little bit. And when I was doing Dancing with the Stars, I remember bringing him a video of one of my practices, and you know I thought I was doing really good, and he's like. Eh. <laughs> I was like, well, crap, I thought I was doing better, yeah, better than that. Yeah. It is hard to it is hard. It is hard to dance well in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not an easy thing to do. And you still have a lot of friends. I mean, we were in the car the other day and he was setting up a lunch with like dancing friends that yeah. you haven't danced in a while. All of my closest circle of friends were friends I met through dancing. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, do you also speak um an additional language? Is that I do speak a little Mandarin. All right. Um I, I, you know, that's a language you got to work at all the time. It doesn't come easy for me, so I'm studying all the time. But uh, I usually tell people that and uh, I don't speak very well. Uh, I study a lot, but I don't speak very well. So anyway, but it's fun, and I, I can Man also talents. I can also read and write a little bit too. I, I it's it's kind of a it's thera- It's kind of therapeutic to write the characters. I can see that. It's 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 a uh, very interesting. We all yeah. have our memory cards with our, our video on them. And I always know when I see one erased because it's got some Mandarin. That's written true. On it. Yeah. I thought you well, were going to say we all need therapy, so I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, well, we probably do. <laughs> right, we probably all we do. probably do. Yeah. And speaking of that, you know, I I don't know if people realize that. This is an extraordinarily stressful job. Oh, yeah. And um, you, you know, you, we've got deadlines all the time, mm-hmm. immediate deadlines. Like, you got to get it done now because it's going to air in an hour, 30 minutes, 15 minutes. Uh, and then you've got to, but you still got to get all the elements of the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, you are up against it, really. And, and, but you know what? I think we all 
like this stress. A I little think it's adrenaline. A, I, I think good. it's a stress that we get off on. You know that we we enjoy. That's what we signed up for. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. I mean, yeah. I agree. Some of the some of my favorite times are you know just run and gun and you know. Breaking news, I feel alive. When you yeah. make it and you feel done, it. yeah, you're like, you especially when you do breathe. it well. You know yeah. what I mean? When you come out of it, you're just like, you don't get that kind of high very yeah. often. <laughs> when you capture a moment, that's one of the hardest things to do too. When you're shooting, is to capture a moment. Like, like when a photographer, a still photographer, goes out and, and they uh, put their photograph in the paper or on a website or something. It's like this is the photograph I want you to see that mm-hmm. tells you everything about what happened well trying to do that on video is i would say a little more difficult because it's video i gotta i gotta keep on it i gotta i gotta show before when the moment happened and then after the moment and you have so to be I looking in the off. right direction when that, that thing happens right. you don't know it's coming that's you know. right it's a lot of luck yeah a lot of is. skill it is. a lot of skill i'd say we're a lot like those bull riders the adrenaline junkies you know yeah yes yeah Maybe less dangerous, maybe. Right. Do you ever do? You, I mean, because you're you're working overnight, you go to all kinds of crazy scenes. I mean, do you still? After a while, I guess you you just start to feel kind of comfortable around that stuff, or? Well, you know, uh, yes and no. Um, uh, sometimes, uh, I mean, there are times when I, I I get emotional, and I'm trying to interview a person, and I'm trying not to cry because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, they may have just lost their their child, they may have just you know, lost their home. Gosh. I mean, um, that's not a fun it, situation. It is hard. It is really hard. I mean, people sometimes think that we're, you know, like vultures sometimes, and we're just hovering around. And let me tell you, you know, we are people. I mean, we feel, but we are professionals too, and we have to get the story. But at the same time, let me tell you, oh my gosh, I am so ready to get home some mm-hmm. days after work. I just can't wait to get home and just relax and and think, you know, and go, oh, my gosh, I'm so lucky. Look at my home. Look at what I have. Look at what – I'm good. I'm, I'm, yeah. I have nothing to complain about. I'm doing well. That might be All a good right. place to yeah. end it. Yeah. You got Ray, a good attitude, Ray Brown. We appreciate you talking to yeah. us. Is there anything else you'd like to – Oh, no. Well, it was yeah, fun. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, we it love fun. it. Yeah, good. Well, Andrea, that was Ray. What a character. <laughs> Woo! Who you get to, you know, go out with all the time on stories. You shoot your stuff during the afternoon a lot of times. Yes, that's very true. We're, we're paired together quite a bit. He's worked every shift, you know, and, you know, still waking up when I wake up, which is a difficult schedule, no doubt about it. But he's really good, so talented. And it's fun when he gets to do a fun story yeah. because he Working wants overnight. to be creative. Yeah, he does. A lot. And I think, you know, he talked about this, just he shoot a lot of fires and robberies mm. and there have been times when we've gotten to do some more creative, fun stories, and he just really shines in those moments. So, Well, there you go. And next week's podcast with Mr. Phil Pendleton. Had a great conversation with him. He Excited requested to, to be on the podcast. <laughs> That's how big we're getting now. People actually want to do it instead of running People from us as I approach them at their desk. Mm, no, it's still not. I don't yeah, think I was <laughs> had a couple of people that have wanted to be on it but uh, I was very flattered Phil is a sweetheart yes he is oh my gosh it makes me sad that he's not around more often I know we you know it's it's like a special occasion when he shows up hey Phil's here what's going on yeah so there we go so that's something to look forward to next week all right Andrea what's your favorite thing this week okay so I guess I will tell the story since you stole my favorite thing a minute I ago. I didn't steal anything. You can still you <sighs> I knew you were going to talk about it. Oh, my goodness. How dare I talk about my life experiences? But your life is my favorite thing because I don't have <laughs> one. So I have to use your experiences. Okay, so my favorite thing, because I don't think it's ever going to make it 
to the podcast is the podcast we uh, recorded at West oh, Six yes. Brewing. You know what? This I'm going to listen a, to it. It may come out. This was a terrible plan. From oh, it was the start. a real bad idea. So naturally, it was mine. It was, yes, it was Andrea's idea. Um, so here's the thing: uh, both Caitlin and Lauren had their they had kind of a joint going away party last Friday at West Six Brewing, and we all showed up. Us, some people from other stations, everybody just hanging out, having a good time, and uh, <laughs> your face on that one. Uh, so we were all just hanging out, having a good time, and. Jokingly, on Friday, I told Andrea, I said, I should bring the, I should bring the recorder and we'll, uh, we'll do some podcasting while we're there. We'll talk to both of them as they're heading out the door. And, and I was kind of being facetious, but you thought that was a great idea. So dumb. And Lauren also, no, Lauren was down with it too, because I mentioned that to her. And she said, yeah, you should do that. So then, Friday night when I come walking <laughs> in with the camera, she looks at me and goes, what are you doing? I'm like, we, we talked about this. Who, me? No, uh, Lauren. She, oh, she said, what, what, what are you doing? I was like, no, no, no. serious. Yeah, that's pretty much... <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. It was not what? What? So, Everyone pretty much looked at us like that. And I'm sure, like, just the random people at West Six were like, these guys. <laughs> what is nerds. going on? They're already watching you. Cause so there are some pictures. I don't know if you put them on Twitter, but I saw them on Facebook of you and uh, your giant dog <laughs> and you having to fight her to get her out of the building and in the building and everywhere. Yes. She's such a sweetheart, but she's just like lumbering everywhere. She's so. I, she and I probably weigh about Pretty the close, same, yeah. I would say, <laughs> and she's much stronger than me, all muscle. So she was dragging me around and everybody was laughing. And so I think we already had that going on. And then we just decided to, you know, interview both of them at the brewery. And it was interesting. It, it was interesting. And so, you know, depending on how that turned out, that might show up at the end of this podcast. It Maybe will be heavily week, edited if it does. At some point. Actually, I don't think we will. I think everybody was on their best behavior. Yeah. I don't. I don't think anybody said anything untoward. Untoward. Uh, I was pretty happy with it. You were just your vocabulary is very impressive today. Well, I read a lot, so. Oh, so that's how you do it. <laughs> them all, them books. Uh, all them books. Uh, so that's your favorite thing is this uh, podcast that you may or may not hear someday. Yes, is the uh, underground. What what can we call it? The. No, I'm fine with the underground podcast. The underground podcast. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll keep that in mind, and you know, um, yeah, maybe at some point people will get to hear it. My favorite thing this week is a movie on Netflix called The Night Comes For Us. If you've ever watched the movie The Raid Redemption or The Raid 2, it's uh, an Indonesian action movie. They're incredibly violent. Uh, Don't watch it if you're squeamish, but the choreography is amazing. A lot of knife fights. Uh, At one point there's a fight in a butcher shop and a guy kills somebody with a femur, like a cow bone. It's so anyway, if you're fan, I, I didn't even know it was on Netflix until you know. So I, I stumbled upon you? it. Exactly. Honestly, that's they don't the promote most, it. I was just thinking, could you think of anything more obscure? So that's so that's <laughs> An it. If Indonesian you, action movie. So the movie The Raid um, is considered to be one of the most influential action movies of the past ten to fifteen know years. I that's true. It, it inspired John Wick for a lot of the action. Well, how many action movies do you watch? Very few. Okay, there you go. I'm going to bring it. It does have subtitles. Will that mess you up? Oh, I love subtitles. I keep subtitles on all the time. Okay, then you'll be good. So, I, I'm all right. Well, I'm going to bring that in, and I will expect a movie review on The Raid. Are you serious? Did you, did you like John Wick? Never seen it. Oh, my goodness. You have so, a lot of work to do on me. No, I'm aware of that. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, anyway, if, if you enjoy John Wick, you should watch The Raid. This is for the audience, not for you. Okay. I can tell you're just like... Okay. Uh, so anyway, if you like John Wick, which you're going to, because um, it's it's a very good movie. Keanu? 
Keanu. Yeah, there you go. See, I know of it. There you go. Uh, so, if you like John Wick, uh, The Raid is an excellent... And The Raid Part 2 is a very different movie. The first one is just about this police force trying to get to this drug lord at the top of this tall building. They're basically fighting their way up. It's nothing but action, and it's very hard-hitting. The second one is more of a long crime drama mm. featuring one of the characters from the I first one. I think I'd one. like the second one better. You probably would. It's, it's much more of like an undercover cop story, but it also has these amazing action and set pieces. Uh, it was apparently originally supposed to be a different movie, but then he kind of retrofitted it to be a sequel. Anyway, it's very good too, but in a real different way. So, so anyway, if you like John Wick, you should watch The Raid, you should watch The Raid 2, and you should watch The Night Comes For Us. The Night Comes For Us on Netflix. On Netflix. We Morning, it's be not sponsored. for the squeamish. We should be sponsored by foods and movies <laughs> and because it's all our favorite things and beer. All I have to do is, you know, sit at home uh, with my small child and watch wrestling and Netflix. That's pretty much my life at this point. You and know, it's pretty good I love one. that you called it choreography, like the fighting scene. Fight choreography, yeah. I mean, it is choreography. It's just funny to think of it that way. You know what I mean? And it reminded me of your wrestling obsession. It's like that's choreography as well. Choreography, yes. Just a different WrestleMania this past weekend. I, I would be be remiss without talking about WrestleMania. <laughs> why don't we save that for the next podcast? Okay. Next podcast, I'll get into WrestleMania and why I enjoyed it so much. Oh, I just, oh, I'm hooked. I can't wait to listen to next week. Well, you wait until I tell you about the struggle with <laughs> Kofi Kingston. I'll feel like and I was all there. that he accomplished. You sure will. Oh, I'm so excited. All right, everybody. Well, there's something for you to look forward to next week, and uh, hopefully you all enjoy that. Bye. <laughs>